Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now all through the Word, you have seen where I have brought my people up to the place of breakthrough. Oh yeah, there were times when they did not go in. There were times when they did not enter in, and it cost them their lives. But this people, this congregation, this body of believers has stood the test of time. And your faith and your faithfulness shall manifest, beginning immediately as you begin to press into the desire and dream of your heart. So pull not back in this day and hour, but press in with everything that you have, and you shall see your deliverance is greater than you thought it would be. I will do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think, for this is your day of visitation, this is your hour of grace, and this is your time to declare it is mine. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that good? Ha, ha, ha. Now just lift, lift your hands and let God just refresh you. Let the Spirit of God just wash over you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now did you get it? I said, did you get it? I said, did you get it? Don't let the devil steal your yes. You got your yes this morning. You got your yes this morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Let's teach the word a little bit. Thank you, praise team. Give them a hand. Hallelujah. First Peter. First Peter, chapter one. Say, Pastor, when are we going to get off of this? When you quit listening, start hearing. Amen. God is speaking to us corporately out of this scripture. And I'm going to stay with it till we get it. Don't forget we have prayer tonight. And and I'm so thankful because I never, you know, you don't look down the calendar unless the Spirit of God tells you. You don't know what's going to be going on in August, you know. But notice how the Holy Ghost has orchestrated this. And how even tonight is your opportunity to come to prayer a corporate prayer service, which it should be the fruit of what we're teaching. Because in these last days, God is preparing your heart to what? To pray so that we can love and cover one another, watch and pray, and not just survive in these days, but thrive in the midst of them. Amen. So praise God, we really need to go from the listening stage to the hearing stage. You say, well, how do you know when you get to hearing stage? You start obeying it. What you hear becomes revelation. Revelation, you obey. You obey your faith. That's your revelation. 
Remember what we said, Revelation begins with the simplicity of Jesus and it continues with the simplicity of Jesus. Amen? Now notice, let's read the scriptures real quick. 1 Peter chapter 1, they're in verse 13. And that should be a word to you also. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Let me say this. You know, after this week, I listened to some things in the, in the news media and I try not to... Uh, to overextend myself into different things. But there are things I'm interested in. I want to see how they're going to work out and pan out. But let me just say this to you. Don't expose yourself to what's going on in the world to the point that it overwhelms you. Because there is so much over out there that it'll overwhelm you if you're not careful. Amen. You say, why is that? Because listen, we're living at the, at the last. I like what one preacher called it. He said, we're living at the end of the lease that man has upon the earth. And man gave that lease over to the devil. That's why there's so much evil on the earth. And there's fixing to be a great, you know, they talk about this reset that, that, uh, that the UN's supposed to be doing. I'm going to tell you, there's fixing to be a reset. <laughs> these people, are, these, these government people, are, they think they got a reset. We got a reset for you, buddy. There's fixing to be a reset like you've never even dreamed of. Amen. That eastern sky is going to split one day and we're going to come back as an army on a bunch of white horses and come into this earthly realm and there's going to be a reset like this earth has never seen. So the Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. Now listen, this is what I want to add to that. Protect your mind. There are a couple of things I was listening to this week and the Lord said, you're not protecting your mind. And I thought, okay. Amen. Because I'm telling you, there, the devil knows what thoughts, what concepts, what, what ideas, what is it of the world and the world system that can stimulate your thought or your imagination to open your, open your mind up to something you might not want to be dwelling on. Yeah. So he runs that type of scam on you constantly. Yeah. Constantly scamming. Now listen, it's like this. Whenever you catch yourself being constantly probed by thoughts... You ever had that happen? We're just, you know, going about your day and just, and then all of a sudden all these thoughts, like a train, you know, these, I don't know if you've ever got caught over here on Port Industrial by the trains that go by, but sometimes they're endless, you know, and you're thinking, when's this train ever going to stop? Well, those thoughts, they're like that, they'll go in your mind, and it's because you gave, gave attention to the first one that the other one couples to it. And then you give attention to that, and the next one couples to it. And, next one, and, then that, and the next thing you know, you've got a whole train of thought going through your mind that the enemy used for distraction. And you're going, you're looking this way when you should be looking that way. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank God the Word of God keeps you focused. And the Word of God gives you the ability to what? To gird up the loins, the strength, the power, the power point of your mind. That which is on the inside, gird it up, strengthen it, guard your mind. And listen, don't let your mind be a doormat for political issues, governmental issues, all these issues of life that people think they got to have. You don't need that. What you need is a revelation of Jesus. A growing and greater revelation. Now let me say this before we get into this too deep this morning. Uh, we're dealing, Lee and I, with things in our own life that we're believing God to receive. How many of you believe in God to receive? Believe in, you got something you're trying to receive. Now, Lee and I were in conversation this morning as we were getting ready. I said, honey, you got to realize something. The fact that we have not received what we believe we receive is proof that we don't have the knowledge yet to believe we receive it. So what we have to do is we have to press in more to the knowledge. 
It's not you need to pray more, and I'm not against prayer. You know me, I'm a praying guy from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. But it's really not about the prayer issue or the asking or petitioning. Literally, I learned that from a minister who got up off a deathbed. While on his deathbed, he he told God, he said, God, if if you were to appear in front of me and say, you're not healed, I'd say I am. My body tells me I'm not because I'm paralyzed. The doctors tell me that I'm not because I have four diseases. Any one of the four could kill me. And the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost spoke to him so gently and said, no, you do believe, but your belief is limited. There's just a little bit more you need to know. And when he got that little bit more, he came off that deathbed. So right now, the problem is not God is withholding something from you. It's that you may need a little bit more revelation to get you to the place in your faith in which you receive. That's why you have to be in a constant mode or a position of asking and seeking and knocking. And it's not for the material, it's for the spiritual. Lord, I want more of you. I need more revelation knowledge. Open your word, unfold your word. You think God's not going to answer that prayer? My goodness, he's going to pour out his spirit upon you and he's going to give you all kinds of revelation from the word. And I used to be amazed that things some ministers would say when they would say things like, well, I know things that the Lord won't let me preach. Well, after 39 years of ministry, I know things the Lord won't let me preach. You say, why? Because you can't hear it. You're not ready to hear it. But there's a lot out there that you got to understand. God's trying to get to your heart. It's going to do several things. Number one, it's going to cause great protection to come into your life and your family in these days. Listen, we're, we're resisting the next one. If I knew the first one was coming, I'd have started on it. But we know this one's coming, so we're resisting it. You say, what is that? Well, an epidemic, a pandemic, I don't know. But something the enemy has loaded up against us. And I guarantee you in the next few months, we better get ready. Because when he releases that thing, we're already going to be in a position of victory. Amen. Aren't you glad? I said, aren't you glad? So as we study this growing revelation of Jesus, we must understand it is imperative that you pay attention, that you hear with your heart, and that you apply these truths to your life. Because as you do that, then you're entering into that what? To that grace God said we could have in these last days. And that we don't need last year's grace. We don't need the 90s grace. We don't need the eight. We need today's grace in the nasty now and now. So gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now notice this. Chapter, where were we there? Chapter 4? Yeah, chapter 4, verse 7. These are the two scriptures we're using. as a, I like to call them a jumping off place. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Now you know they mocked them back in those days. But thank God Peter had an answer from the Holy Ghost. He said, don't be, don't, don't be ignorant according to, to the spirit realm because a day was, is with the Lord is a thousand years. A thousand years is with a day. Yeah. Amen. But we know. Everybody say, we know. we know. See, most the Lord spoke this to me. I thought it was really good. Most generations believed they were in the last day. Let me say that again. Most generations believed they were in the last days. We don't believe that. We know it. You say, why? Well, number one, by the revelation of the Word of God. Number two, by what's going on in the earth. And it's it's even, have you ever noticed when things began with COVID about, what's it now, about three years ago? Almost three years. Notice how quickly everything began to happen. And listen, more has happened on this earth in the last three years than you know. Let me say that again. More has happened on this earth in the last three years than you know. 
And I want you to know your adversary, the devil, thinks he's got something going on right now. And he's bringing these governments and he's even bringing religion to a place in which he thinks he's going to be the head and control of everything on the earth. But in the midst of it, he's got to deal with the church. He's got to deal with the church. And that's us. Now notice this. Let me read it in the Amplified. It says, the end and the culmination of all things is near. Therefore, be sound-minded and self-controlled for the purpose of prayer. Praying, now notice this, staying balanced and focused on the things of God so that your communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, and pleasing to Him. Now, let me say this. How many of you in the last few weeks, months, you've had a spirit of confusion try to come on you? Or you're just like, now wait a minute, wait a minute. It's just a confusion. Now that's your adversary. In the midst of all the, 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 the incredible volume of information that is flowing about just every subject you could imagine. I call it a noise. A noise. The Lord spoke to me last week and he said there's two things. He says there's a signal that is coming from heaven that is looking for the hearts of men and women who are open unto him. That'll say, yes, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to do it, wherever you want to go, however you want, I'm going to obey you. I'm not my own. I'm yours. I'm bought with a price. To those types of individuals, God is saying, get ready, get ready. I'm fixing to pour out an abundance of grace into your life where confusion is no longer going to be a part of you. You're going to have specific insight. You're going to have specific communication. You're going to know not only when to talk to God, but how to talk to Him and how to get the things that He has for you into your life. Woo! Glory to God. When you realize that, you realize it is important to stay in the Word, stay in prayer, and walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, pleasing to Him. Above all, Have fervent and unfailing love for one another. For one another. Look around here. These are the people that God is saying to you love them. Love them. Love them. Amen. Now remember, I've said this many times. I, I got it from Brother John Osteen when he got up the first day of our Bible school back in 1984 and said, I reserve the right to change my doctrine at any time. And I said this recently, but I don't think many people heard it, but if you'll hear it, it's good. For all the years of my ministry, I've taught love as an effort until God changed my doctrine. He said, when did he change your doctrine? About two weeks ago. If you'd have been paying attention, you'd have heard it. So you can't love by effort anymore. You've got to love by nature. Because loving by, na- loving by effort is this. I love you, but I'd sure like to kill you. But I'm going to put forth the effort to show you how much I love you. So I'm going to be bleh. I'm going to smile. When I'm around you. But really in your heart, you're like, you can't do that. Because love is of the Spirit. And love is in our nature. And we have to learn to love one another by our nature. And let our nature surround each other. God says when we do that, the blood of Jesus is what? Not dormant, but activated. Cleanses us of sin and unrighteousness. Brings us to a place of sanctification and holiness. That's where it's easy to receive. That's where it's easy to receive. So it talked about, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. Powerful word. Now, last week we left off there in Ephesians chapter 2, and we were studying the prayer that we all should be praying in Ephesians, which I find amazing 
Because in the prayer is the answer to the prayer. Now let me say that again. In the prayer is the answer to the prayer, which should be in every prayer you pray correctly should be the answer to the prayer. Now let's just take healing. So your body, you, you leave today, you get up to, to this afternoon about 5 to refresh yourself, come to prayer tonight. You wake up, your throat's sore, you got all the symptoms of, of COVID. Amen. But, before, but, but listen, before you go test yourself and before you pass, you just take a few moments, you start worshiping God and you start resisting. And so all of a sudden you pray a prayer. So let me ask you a question. Does your prayer go like this? Oh, Lord, I wanted to go to prayer tonight, but my throat is sore. I may have COVID. What am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're fixing to have COVID. Because if you didn't have it, you just got it. Amen? Because there's no answer to that prayer in the prayer. So what if you pray a prayer like this? Heavenly Father, thank you for a good nap. But you know, I've awakened with some symptoms in my body. And I'm not going to receive them. So according to your word, the Bible says in Isaiah 53 that by his stripes I'm healed. The Bible says, the Bible says that you've delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me over into the kingdom of your dear son. Uh, the Bible says the law of the spirit of life in Christ uh, delivers me from the law of sin and death. So whatever this is, Lord, I resist it in Jesus' name. I'm going to get up, refresh myself. I'm not testing myself. I'm going to go pray. Amen. Well, aren't you afraid that person will affect anyone? Coming to prayer. I'm not going to infect me. Amen. Now, if you're subject to affection, infection is probably going to affect you. Did you get that? If, but I'm not subject to infection. I said, I'm not subject to infection. You say, why are you not subject to infection? You know why? Let this help you. You know why I'm not subject to infection? You know why? Because I say I'm not. Well, that's awful arrogant of you getting up there with all these diseases. And you, no, no. The Bible says you'll have what you say. It says whatsoever you say, that's what you'll have. Whosoever shall, shall, shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in the heart, but believe that which they say shall come to pass, shall have whatsoever they say. Amen. So there's got to be a resistance in you based upon the Word of God. And as you learn, the, 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 the Scriptures encapsulate your answer in your prayer. So in this one, Paul is praying for the spirit of wisdom, revelation of the knowledge of Him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. But then he gets down into the revelation part and begins to talk about how God has raised him from the dead, how God, the greatest demonstration of power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power is when he raised Christ from the dead. Set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Remember where we left off last week? The first two words of chapter 2 are what? And a conjunction where my teachers... And you, a pronoun. Now, every time you see a pronoun in the Word, oh, this is good. Welcome to Bible School 101. Every time you see a pronoun in the New Covenant, in the letters to the church, every time you see a pronoun, take it out. Put your name in it. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians... 517, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen. Old things have passed. Well, I took any man out, and I put Rusty in there. Rusty is a new creature in Christ Jesus. See, 
People get real mad. They say, well, you talk about being righteous. No man can attain to righteousness. Our righteousness is but filthy rags. Are you out of your mind? Jesus died on the cross and suffered in hell so you could have his righteousness and you're discounting it based on your own behavior? Yeah. It's a gift from God, just like salvation. It comes in the package. Listen, you're saved, you're healed, you're righteous, you're empowered, you're favored of God, you're blessed, you're loved, you're included. Everything that is in the provision of our covenant is true about you. So let's meddle here for just a moment. And you hath he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. The word dead or death, you were separated from God. Through trespass and sin. Sin is the nature. Trespass is, what would you call it? The crime, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Amen. And you, Ethi quickened, who were dead in trespasses and skin. Now notice this. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Don't you think there's a spirit working in people out there in the world? The Bible says that in this day, people would be given over to strong deceptions. I listened to a man this week stand in front of a court and make a statement, an impassioned statement that was an absolute lie. But he believed it as the total truth. I stood in amazement as I watched this man with the total conviction this lie has given into his heart. Get up and make a proclamation of that in a court of law under oath. And it was an absolute lie. That's where we're living, church. Yeah. I said, that's where we're living. Thank God in the church, everybody say in the church, there's the what? There's the what? There's the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So the course of the, of the world, the spirit that now worketh, and the children of disobedience, and whom we all, all of us, had our lifestyle in times past. And what? The lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our mind, desires, desires of our flesh and of the mind. And were, now notice this, and were by nature, were by nature, were by nature children of wrath, even as others. You can't judge the world. That's not your job. Look at these people. Look at these Democrats. Look at these Republicans. Look at this. Look at that. Quit looking at that. Get your eyes off of that. Amen. Because Amen. every man and every soul is valuable to God. Amen. Amen. But we've all had that lifestyle. But God. Are you ready for this? But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, there's the word what? Half, which is what? Past tense. Oh, every time you see a past tense word, especially in the, especially, you ought to shout, you ought to thank God because every past tense word secures your victory. It's not God's going to give it to you. He's already given it to you. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for that, for that. We can clap over there. You can do better. You can do, you can do better than that, Dwayne. I've heard you clap. You can do better than that, brother. There you go. There you go. Shoot, I've heard him clap the glory in. So, hallelujah. 
But listen to this. This is talking about you. Everybody say that. It's talking about me. So you, somebody asks, what did what, you do at church? Well, they were talking about me. Are you upset? No, I'm happy. This is talking about you. But God, who is rich for his great mercy, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved, hath raised us up together, hath made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now wait a second. In this scripture, that's why you ought to meditate on these scriptures. It shows us that everything that Jesus Christ achieved through his redemptive act belongs to you. Amen. See, here's what the world, the world wants you to identify yourself through what I like to call human identity. So everything about your identity has to be uh, uh, packaged in the human package. I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a 66-year-old man, I'm a, I'm a white man, I'm a this man, I'm a that. None of that's relevant to God. Amen. None of that's relevant to God. This is what's relevant to God. Amen. When Jesus, listen, when Jesus rose from the dead, you rose with him. Oh, let, let's, let's step back a little further than that. When Jesus died on the cross, you died with him. Somebody asked me, why don't y'all put a cross up there with Jesus on it? I said, the reason is we'd have to put everybody else in the church up there with Jesus. We don't have enough room for all that. If you think a while, you'll always come up with a good answer. Amen. When he died, you died. He gave you a death. That's why Galatians 2.20 says... I'm crucified with him. That's the Apostle Paul saying, I'm crucified. Could you imagine being in the conference where he said that? Maybe Jerusalem or somewhere, and Peter gets up. I walked with him. I talked with him. I got out of the boat. I walked on the water. Oh, I know I denied him, but oh, he set me free, and I preached the first message on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 got saved. And I guarantee you, signs and wonders would happen all over the congregation. And they probably gave Paul a day meeting. And he got up and probably said, well, you know, I was crucified with Christ. And they all went, no, you weren't. No, I was crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live. Yeah, not I, but Christ lives in me in the life I now live in the flesh. I bet the scripture before that really rocked their world. You say, why? Because 16, verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 5 says, no, no man after the flesh. Yet we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now know we him no more. You know what he was saying? Don't believe what Peter just said. That's what he was saying. He says the water walker ain't going to get you into no faith doing that because he's not the humble fisherman anymore. He's the risen son of God and he dwells in you. He's with you and he's working for you and his death was your death and his resurrection was your resurrection and his position is your position. You are risen with him. You are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And a constant confession of that keeps you in a place of victory in which you can't ever be brought out of. You'd be laying there in a hospital bed with 40 tubes running and you shouting, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I like what one, over, one preacher said, it'd make you so bold, you'll swing out over hell on a dry corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye. 
Glory to God. I like that. Amen. Real quick, let's close this. Praise God. And hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now notice this, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. What could that possibly mean? Our minds cannot even conceive of that. The ages to come, the ages to come, eternity, the ages to come. See, time will still be sweeping by under our feet one day. And we'll stand in a place above time, in eternity. And the ages will come and go and God will use us in those ages to manifest his grace and his will. Oh, well, you know. Beats working at Dairy Queen. (laughs) Now notice that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward usward through Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Now here's the key. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we, we should walk in. Now think of those good works. Think of the good works that God has ordained or, or preordained or foreordained that we should walk in. Amen? Well, I tell you, I know with all my heart one of those works is to build that building. Now what if the economy says we can't do it? Amen? What, 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 if, what, if, what if all Every situation on earth rises up and says, you can't do it. It really doesn't matter. If God says we can do it, we can do it. Areas of your life where you think, man, I've had a struggle, really struggle receiving from that. You've got to go back positionally to where you are. You can't get on your knees and beg God, God, I need this. No, you've got to go and see who you are, where you are, what you have in Christ. And then when you get over in that position, it's really easy to pray and say, now, Father, I thank you so much that you have seated me in Christ Jesus. And from that position of authority and that position of victory, I'm going to make some declarations right now. And I want this entire spirit realm to hear it. Father, I want you to hear it for your sake because you're a good and loving God. Jesus, I want you to hear it because you are the Word of God and you back up everything the Father dictates. Spirit of God, I want you to hear it because you're the act force in my life that brings forth spiritual things into manifestation. Devil, I want you to hear it because you're defeated. And circumstance, I want you to hear it because you're with the devil and you're leaving with him in Jesus' name. Now see, when you do that correctly as God has said it in the Word, then you walk in that victory. The, vi- the, the revelation of Christ does what? Increases in you. Listen, if all you ever see is Jesus on the cross like some religions put Him, how limited is that? Or if you ever see Him as just the babe in the manger, how limited is that? But you see him through the eyes of revelation as Peter did in First Peter, excuse me, in, a, in Matthew 16. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He saw him where? In his deity, not in his humanity as the miracle worker. We don't discount that. We love that. We preach out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We meditate and live on it. But when it comes to who you are, you've got to get into those letters and you've got to begin to declare who you are in Christ. And as you do that, Jesus grows and according to what is it said in First Peter, we've been reading it. Next thing you know, you, you'll, start, you'll start thinking like this. Well, you know, we don't ever go to prayer, but maybe we ought to go pray tonight. Well, where'd that thought come from? Where did that thought come from? That thought may have come from your spirit, man. That thought may have been put in your head by God. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't ever go on on Wednesday nights, but you know, they're teaching on redemption over there. They're talking about Jesus, how he got, got to the position where he's in. I'm in Christ. I might need to know about that. 
People may think, well, what good does it do to teach on Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Israel and all that? Because it sets the foundation for Christ to come live on the inside of you. And the bigger Jesus gets on the inside, the more he can do. And the more grace comes into your life based on the knowledge. What did I say earlier? Some of you are struggling to receive, and it's not you. You haven't had some bad moral character deficit in your life, or God's not mad. You just hadn't got to that place of revelation that when you get to that place, boom, it happens. Now, let, let, let me close. This will help you. All of us have stories about how we got saved. I tell my story about I was only six years old, so I didn't have much life. Didn't have much time for, for great life of sin. By the time I was six years old, my sins were pretty limited. Amen. But I was not saved. I was not saved. And I had had some experiences because my mom took me to a meeting where she was delivered. We had gone to a particular church for a couple of Sundays. And this is not, I, I, we had gone to that church for probably over a month, maybe two months, when I actually walked up the aisle of a little Sunday school class and gave my heart to the Lord. So think about this. I knew about Jesus. I'd heard about Jesus ever since I was a little boy. My grandmother was a Christian. My parents were Christians. Raised in a Christian home. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a revelation to me. It wasn't real to me. But when, but, but when Letha Groover, who was the Sunday school teacher, amen, she was sitting right back there in Pop's funeral. My Sunday school teacher, I got saved in her Sunday school class in 1962. Sat right back there. Isn't that cool? And uh, when she said, if you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, all I can say this, I knew I wanted that. And how I knew I wanted that was through an exposure of the Word of God being taught to me on a six-year-old Sunday school boy level. And based on that, you know what came to me? Revelation. The, the revelation was this. I'm a sinner. I knew that at age six. Second revelation. I need a Savior. Third revelation. Jesus is that Savior. Fourth revelation. I come up there. Sister Grievous says, now children, I want you all to pray this prayer. And when we pray this prayer, we're going to invite Jesus into our hearts. And after we pray this prayer, we're going to be saved. We're going to be Christians and heaven's going to be our home. So we prayed that prayer. See, the process is the very same. I was six, 60 years later. The process is the same. As you have therefore received Jesus, Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. So what do you have to do? You've got to seek that revelation. You've got to seek that knowledge. Lord, I need a financial breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my health. What are you doing about it? Well, I'm coming to church on Sunday. Well, what are they telling you at church? Well, hang around, maybe God. I'll put you on the big, I like what Jesse used to call it, the big Holy Ghost Casino. See if your number comes up this morning, you know. You laugh, but a lot of people are like that. But every time you come here, I'm doing my best to equip you to pursue Jesus. To equip you to pursue him. I like Bishop Nate Hope. He, he's, he's in heaven right now. He said something that was so profound. He said, if I lose everything I have, if I lose my wife, my family, my church, all my money and everything I have, but I still have Jesus, I have more than enough to start over with. And the same thing is true, but it has to grow in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Now listen, 
I know everybody, you get up here, you hear, hear Lee and I's testimony. I guess we're the ones that's supposed to tell them because we're the pastors. But I know every one of you, you have a testimony, something that you're going through, something that you're doing. Don't you ever think in your mind that because you haven't achieved some level that some spiritual person in your life, if you've not achieved, achieved to that level that you can't receive, that is a lie. You can receive right where you are. Well, if I could ever know as much as Pastor Rusty does, you won't. You're not called to do what I'm, to do, what I'm called to do. You understand that? But right where you are, in the simplicity of the revelation that you have, you can receive from God. And if it's the first thing you ever receive, which is salvation, it will open the door for you to begin to go down that path of righteousness of life. And everywhere down that path, there is a landmark of revelation that when you receive that revelation, the healing manifests, the financials manifest, the breakthrough happens because God has it all marked out and planned for you. He knew you would be sitting right here today hearing what you're hearing right now. And that is what he wants you to hear. How can you be so sure of that? I have lived my life to do it. Amen. 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 And you can trust it because I got it from the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands right now. Say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I believe I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my Savior, you're my healer, you're my baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Grow in me, expand in me. I ask, I seek, I knock, not just for me, but for everyone around me, that you would live big in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I believe it, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Everyone says? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Stand on your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Enjoy being in church. Well, come back tonight and pray with us. We've got a lot coming up. We've got our conference coming up in October. Continually pray over our Gulf of Mexico. Keep them hurricanes away. And just pray over the harvest. The harvest of God in our lives. Amen. Some of you are preparing to, to, to go to Bible school. Some of you are getting ready to do other things. We've got uh, some of our young people up at a conference right now. But listen, we're a seeking church. We're looking. We're asking. We're knocking. We're, we're believing God that the outpourings of God, the, the power of God, the manifest. And we're going to do things, some things coming up that are going to be some very conducive. Very conducive. So, you know, uh, the, the Lord has told us prophetically, uh, buckle up, get ready for what's coming. So we're, we're, we're doing this prophetically. We're telling the devil, buckle up. Get, get ready for what's coming at you. Because we're not going to roll over and play dead. We're going to rise up in the victory of God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, for every soul that's here, we ask your blessing. Father, we thank you for our protection and safety. We declare no evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling place. Hey, yeah, Lord. Father, I know that there are several in the congregation facing medical procedures this week dental others Father I declare no problems with medication or procedure supernatural recovery no infections no situations arising and no setbacks in recovery we declare it in Jesus name some of us will be traveling 
Thank you that you bless our going out, our coming in. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Everywhere we go, everything we do, we are surrounded by the angelic host that bear us up. Thank you, Father. A thousand could fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come nigh us. Only with our eyes we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Thank you, Lord, for the fire of God burning in us. Fan it to a higher flame, Lord, than it's ever been. Let us be a blessing to people, a problem to the devil, a miracle in someone's life. Lord, as we leave today, we walk in faith and love towards you. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. Lord, and we do. We cover one another in love. We thank you as we leave today. We walk as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.